Jesus be on the air. Waiting on Nick to jump on in. He'll wave his hands like he just don't get. They got some music in here. Let's see what they got. Say, so I can add some music. What is this? Romantic, energetic, happy moments. Fuck is all this? Live your dream. We just had WrestleMania. Let's see what that is. <laughs> all right. Uh, low volume. What the fuck? Coming from the Grand Central Station in New York. <laughs> New York. We're reporting live, and this is some whack shit. <laughs> okay. Waiting on Nick. Because Nick is a dick. And it's going to be on the show. I ain't cutting it out, though. Let's see what the, we got sound effects on this bitch. Got a whistle. See, I'm whistling for Nick to come his ass on. I got my own sound effects board and they got all this stuff all up in the pie bean joint. Let's let's see. This is mine. Surprise, motherfucker. See, mine is their boo is probably better than mine. This is theirs. Ooh. That's like a you got served type thing. Ooh. So mine. mine is more sporadic and spread out and everything. It's not just everybody in unison going boo. That's what it's like. Uh-oh. I think I got like a wrong. This one's mine. So, yeah, I'm just killing all the time until Nick shows ass up. So, I uh, hope you enjoyed these uh, live broadcasts and whatnot that we've been doing. Uh, wrestling is trash is not usually uh, on a consistent schedule and basis and everything because none of us can really get on the same page when I say us I mean Nick and a couple of other people that I have on here to co-host with me and whatnot because oh, oh there he is we all got lives and shit and um, all our schedules is all fucking out of whack and whatnot I was just talking noise and pressing buttons until you got here Marine Corps yeah but you got your you got your stuff you ready to roll yeah, I'm ready. So, uh, just to make sure we're going through round uh, night two, we give just quick, quick, quick final thoughts on Mania. Things we might see tonight on Raw, and depending how long this goes, maybe even talk about the start of Raw while it's live. Very well. With that being said, you are now listening to Wrestling Is Trash, a nonsensical podcast where we talk about professional wrestling and the past, present, and possibly the future. I forgot what the fuck. I was going with that, but as per usual, whenever we do this on the usual, um, joining me is one Mr. Nick Anaselli. How are you, sir? No, not too bad. Not too bad. You know, ready to do this. Had a good weekend of wrestling. Ready to talk about it all. Yeah. Doing adult shit and stuff like sustaining the job during this pandemic. Yeah. You know, trying to recruit, but it's actually not going too bad on our end. Yeah, because everybody trying to fly out of here and find somewhere that's not contaminated. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Very well. So, man, let's kick it, man. What, what we got going on? How how you feeling about night two? Um, I def 
you know what? Let's talk. I loved night two. I thought it was good, but I can't decide what night I like better yet. So I think after we talk about night two and talk about the whole thing, I think I'll end it with what night I liked better, if that makes sense. Very well. On the pre-show, we had Liv Morgan uh, going up against Natalia. Yeah. That, and uh, I was pretty happy, you know, but my lady won. So, you know, I can't complain about that. Friggin', um, yeah, not, I thought it was a good match. Happy to see Liv get the win. Yeah, um, I was kind of half paying attention, but I was paying all the attention to um, them ladies. And <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying. You know, oh, I, yeah. I got my sexy time music. I play that up in here. But um, yeah, it, it was it was good. Liv needed to win. And it was more like what we was talking about on um our night one discussion when we had the overall preview that um, you know, Natty is just that point in her career to where she helped him put over the, the young talent. And yeah, she, she did that exact she did her job. Now, it's uh, some um, overarching comparisons between night one and night two. Um, remember how we were saying that, like, night one, I felt like I watched maybe three to four matches within that first goddamn hour of the show. And, um, shit, the first three matches were 15 minutes, nine minutes, and eight minutes and 30 seconds for night one. Night two, um, the first three was 20 minutes <laughs> and yeah. 30 seconds. Seven minutes and twenty seconds, and eight minutes and fifteen seconds. So that's why that one felt like it was dragging along. But um, the second match on the card was a uh, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship. Yep, which we, you know, we were saying that was one of the ones that could possibly open the night. You know, mm-hmm. um, pretty good. It was a really good match. It's very obvious Charlotte got the win. They not buried Rhea. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say the word buried. No. She had white heat at the end of 2019 with Survivor Series, winning the title. She kind of cooled down, but it's very obvious, like we were saying yesterday. Charlotte's on here to, uh, to elevate, NXT. So, yeah, elevate NXT, get those ratings up against AEW. You know, we'll see who our next challenger is going to be. You know, they had that I mean, ladder match on Wednesday. Exactly. To, uh, determine who it's going to be. So. You know, right there, that's going to draw people. You know, the average fan will might not watch NXT, even though it's on cable now. Who's Charlotte going to fight? You know, Charlotte, what's she going to do on NXT? So, I thought it was a good match. They both performed. They both did the thing. You know, everyone kind of rags on Charlotte, already starting to have that Cena-like effect on her. But mm-hmm. she can go. Yeah, and it was like a lot of yelling. <laughs> yeah, definitely a lot of that. A lot of yelling and screaming going on, but I mean that's the um, effect of not having a crowd uh, in the arena when when they're doing these performances. And I, I like after you know since we had a whole night of it and going on tonight too, I I got kind of used to it. But at the same time, it was just like it was the insight on what we miss when you have a arena full of uh fans in there. You miss those little nuances, those little conversations, the shit talking between the performers and whatnot, and how well they're committed to their craft to sell like that, to yell and ah, and pretend like they hurt when they probably really are, but you know, they add a little extra to it. Yep. So overall, good match. You know, hey, Charlotte got the victory. Can't hate on Charlotte, man. She's good. She is good. And then what do we have next? Do we have Otis? 
good for the brand. Uh, next, you are Alistair. no, it's Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. I thought this was a good match. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see it again, you know. Mm-hmm. But you might get I your like, wish. Say again. I said you might get your wish. Yeah, I could see that definitely being a raw rematch. You, I, what I already, the few things I took away, I liked. I liked Alistair getting the win. I liked how mm-hmm. they still made Alistair's entrance kind of cool for mm-hmm. the circumstances. It looked like he had a big ass, extra large Snuggie on and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I dug, I low key dug Lashley and tight like pants. Mm-hmm. Low key dug that, even though he's big, he doesn't really need those. But I liked the finish. I liked how they already starting the tension with Lashley and Lana. Because that needs to end before it even started. And yeah. if you saw that replay, Black connected big time with yeah. Black Mass on him. It, you know, other, ever since he's been on the roster, I have never seen that kick miss except for one time. And that's when he faced Laura Sullivan. And he's, yeah. you know, you remember that he kind of whiffed it and uh, Laura sold it anyway. But, you Alex know. Great man, I hope to see him. And like I was saying, I think I said it yesterday. I hope to see him in the spotlight by next year's Mania, maybe. Yes, because I mean, hopefully we we clear this log jam. We get the Undertaker punk ass out of there. We get freaking Lesnar out of there. Uh, who else clogging up the line? We get Goldberg the fuck up out of there. You know, they they holding up the pile at the top, man. Hey, hey I'm gonna stick up for Taker real quick. You mentioned those three. At least Taker ain't taking up the titles. You got to give Taker that. True indeed. You, you know, if Taker went to Vince and was like, I want to be in the title match, it would happen. Yeah, but fuck that couch. <laughs> but, um, so I thought it was good. I'm hoping they're doing this tension because, man, they're running, to- out of, they're running out of time to do Lashley and Lesnar. Yeah. That either has to happen at SummerSlam or Mania next year. Or, or anytime, pretty much. But, you know, that's a big match feel. They're not going to do that on some throwaway pay-per-view, especially with it being Lesnar. Very well. But, Your point, sir. Uh, next, we have Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. And, and it oh, went down pretty much how we said. I mean, somebody going to come in and cause some shenanigans. And, and I, I was drifting away a little bit. I was checking Twitter, seeing what people were saying. Oh, I drifted away, too, but I came back when um, Mandy came out. <laughs> she looked fine. But yeah, somebody made the joker like she had a swimsuit on backwards because <laughs> yeah. the hole in the front looked like something that would be in the back. <laughs> yeah, she looked good. Happy to see my Otis, Otis man get that kiss. Mm-hmm. You know, long, long time coming, you know, friggin. So overall, whatever. I don't think there's really much to say about this. You knew it was kind of coming. I wouldn't have been surprised if Dolph got the victory, but mm-hmm. no, it was good to see Otis get his thing. It's just crazy. That was Dolph's first singles match in Mania, and he lost to Otis. (laughs) Now, this is the match that we have here that took up the bulk of the night two festivities. We have uh, Edge versus Randy Orton in the last man standing match. This match clocked at 36 minutes and 35 seconds. The next highest um, time event on this card for night two was 20 minutes and 30 seconds. And that was the opener. And, and yes, and that was the um, the women's match for yeah. night one. The um, longest running match was the ladder match. No, it was the Undertaker versus AJ Styles, and that lasted nineteen minutes. Wow, the, un- the Boneyard match was longer than the ladder match. I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah, well, the ladder match was um running a close second at eighteen minutes and thirty seconds, okay. so it only beat it out by thirty seconds. 
So what I'll say about Last Man Standing match, they did tell a good story. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they made it go this long because, you know, they definitely could have edited it and everything. It wasn't live. True. You know, glad to see Edge get the win. They did a lot in a small amount of space, not time for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it got boring because they kept doing extreme stuff, but it's like, all right, like end. I mean, like, it, right, I end. Just, yeah, I just kind of felt like this was a proven ground for edge so to show you the audience that hey he is good to go and he can take some shit and he's here for a a, a longer stay than what we originally you gotta think nine years Mm -hmm. that's a long time i if i had to say if 10 people were watching wrestling i bet you at least four maybe five that was their first time watching an edge match Mm -hmm. now don't get me wrong between like oh Six when he won his first title to 2011, he was yeah. on TV every week for a lot of the time. Yeah. But for all like the, I guess the newer ones, like the younger fan base for sure, which is predominantly WWE's fans, they had no idea who Edge was. They had that nostalgia pop like we did, but it's like, oh, it's Edge. I've heard of him. Dude, 46 years old. And, he looked great. And he was looking physically, you know, other than the hair and everything, it was a must. <laughs> But uh, he was looking better than a lot of these punk motherfuckers that come back. You yeah, know? he's he's gone. I already see it just with how they're acting, like just their character. It's gonna be him and AJ or him and Rollins at SummerSlam. Because Edge, Edge, I think in this three-year contract, say he only does three. I don't see Edge being a face the whole time because of how great of a heel he was. Oh, you know he's going after Rollins, right? Because when he made that um, initial promo when he was coming back and he brought up Seth Rollins, he stared directly in the camera and he just like, Seth Rollins. Because, you know, remember when him and Christian was there, you know. Yeah, and he was going to curb stomp him. He was going to curb stomp his ass. They jumped him and they put him down and everything. So I see that being the SummerSlam match for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Which I think that's going to deliver big time. But, um, you know, it was cool the beginning with Orin. Orin, you know. Oren can still put on good matches. Ed proved he can still put on good matches. I just think what it was is you just, you never knew when it was going to end. They yeah. didn't have like the, all right, it's getting close, it's getting close. And then commentary sucked on this match. Yes. A we lot should, of people had complaints we about have done. Interwebs. <laughs> Sounded like it was the Masters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that Ed, was a lot Ed's of lining them up, going for the spear, and he sinks it. Yeah, night one, as far as commentary goes, was way more high energy than night two. And you also got to think, the two commentators, not to rag on them because I don't mind them, but it was Tom Phillips and Byron Saxton in a old school match with old kind of old school people, I should say, not old school match. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, I get it, they're on Raw. Raw's got to represent Raw when it comes to commentary, but... Mm-hmm. I think JBL would have done great on JBL had great commentary all weekend, I think. Yeah. And then, you know, those older guys have a more emotional connection because they actually worked with those guys in ring and behind scenes. So Yeah, know, like it, Cole, Cole and Cole and uh JBL would have made this better, for sure. Yeah. But, and I think those guys was just nervous, man. And then just to think about it, they they are younger cats. And they probably, you know, looked up to these guys that they were calling commentary for. And it was more like how when example for me, I, I went on a podcast that I listened to for years and I, I really enjoy it. And I was a guest on that show and I found myself sitting there live on the show with the people that I'm listening to as a guest. 
I was sitting there listening to what they were talking about. Like I was listening to it like I normally do instead of being a guest and engaging and, you know, yeah, no, I it, can see that. it's kind of probably like how it was for them is like, oh man, this dude been gone for nine years. You know, I watched his whole career when I was a young person and now I'm here calling a match and they're just probably caught up in the moment like, oh shit. Oh yeah. Uh, Edge lining them up. <laughs> you know what I thought was the coolest thing before we move on to the next match? It has to do with the main event, but yeah, the main event, regardless, the closing, closing night of WrestleMania was commentated by Byron Saxon and Tom Phillips. When is the last time you don't think you think Michael Cole didn't do the main event of WrestleMania? I can't even tell you. They got faith in Tom Phillips. That's very obvious. But yeah, he has. He's the definitely going to be the next Cole. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, and then what did we have next? Was next the uh, the women? No, um, the tag team, correct? Yeah, next was Street Profits versus uh, Angel Garza in Austin Theory. I'm not going to lie to you, man. I kind of checked out for this one. I think I got up and made a sandwich, and I wasn't really paying attention while this was going on. So I watched it because I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say, oh, I know so much about him. But I kept hearing a lot about Austin Theory. I've seen a lot of his stuff on YouTube, but I never really watched the match. I was like, I got to get engaged. I got to watch it. It was good. I was happy the Profits won, and I liked how Bel Air came in. So let me ask you just a simple yes or no. No digging in. Just do you think that's Bianca's lateral move to Raw? As soon as I seen her, I was like, yes. Because it, 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 to me, is almost reminiscent of um, what um, freaking, uh, what her name is. Well, I don't know why I'm blanking. I, I remember that ass. Naomi was doing with the Usos for a while. Yeah. So it, it's, it's reminiscent of that to me. So I, I feel like she she there. This is where she gonna be. And then you know it's not um a secret or whatever. Usually, whenever you have a couple, they damn um travel together. So usually they wind up being on the same show so they can uh, facilitate that. Yeah. So um whatever profits one. So I really care about. Mm-hmm. So next is now is the women's match. Clocking in at 19 minutes and 20 seconds. Happy to see our girl Lacey, you know, almost went in and have a lot of time on the show. No, I'm not going to lie. I've seen a lot of amazing things in night one and night two. But by far, when um it was down to Lacey, Sasha, and uh, Bailey, when she uh came up off of there and hit her with the woman's right, I was like, yes. I, I jumped up off the bed. I was like, I was excited. <laughs> Yeah, that shit was like it was crisp. It was loud. It was just like bam, and then she got the pin and got Sasha out of there. That was amazing. I know they definitely definitely made it very obvious that Sasha and Bailey is happening. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's nothing that we didn't know for sure. I would say, like, I know I'm saying a lot about SummerSlam second big, but I guarantee you that's already set in stone for that pay per view. I'd probably say safely. That's the only match set in stone for that pay-per-view. Yeah. And, and it makes sense. It's in Boston. It's where the boss is from. Boss in Boston. <laughs> and, you, and you and I will be there. Hey, man. I have, to, I have to keep throwing your business out there. You got to keep throwing me out there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, not much to really say, but we have to talk about the next one. I feel we're going to probably spend a good... Let me ask you this, actually. Would you want to switch up the match card quick? Briefly talk about Drew winning, and then because I know we're going to be on the fun house for a minute, 
Um, yeah, because I mean, Drew was um, it was only four minutes and thirty five seconds. I was four. expecting that. Yeah, they yeah, can't have Brock. Sometimes has a little longer matches, like you know, you got to think. But I was, I was happy with it. Like I was saying, Drew got screwed as far as not being able to. This would have been great. It wasn't a good match, honestly, on TV. I was into it because I wanted Drew to win, but there were a lot of other better matches. But what I will say, Drew got robbed with having this in front of fans. Like, did you see when he was reaching out saying thank you to everyone? Yeah. Even in front of, this is how you know he's passionate. Even in front of no one, unless he's good at acting, he was legitimately crying. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's been a long time coming, man. You know what I mean? That's why I hate when people rag on the business because if you think about it, he knew going into the entrances he was going to win. He's probably known for a while he was going to win. So even knowing it's all going to happen still had that emotional effect. Yeah. One thing I, I want to ask you about this. Sorry to cut you off. Very well. Heyman was ringside. Yes. Heyman did not do his intro for Brock. Oh, yeah. That is very true. It was very uncharacteristic of... Uh... Paul Heyman. But and then I don't again, think it's because it's an empty arena. Who really yeah. cares about that? Because he's done it before on the empty arena Raws. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just um, a lot of, I felt like a lot of things were left out because of the uh, atmosphere and the environment that they did this WrestleMania in. I feel like, you know, entrances would have been more grander and the costumes would have been more unique. Yeah. I mean, we still had some good ones, but I believe it would have just been more grandiose. But, you know, it was just kind of tempered down because, you know, hey, man, we got to do this show. We don't know nobody here. Let's just, you know, get in there and do do what we do. Because I was damn sure ready to hear Broken Dreams as uh, <laughs> Drew McIntyre's interest music for this year. They probably would have had that maybe mixed in. Or if not, he would have done like he does at most big pay-per-views. He did at Mania last year when we were there. They would have definitely done like a bagpipe kind of entrance. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he... This whole time leading up to WrestleMania, before even before all this shit happened, he'd been quoting lyrics from Broken Dreams. Broken Dreams and everything. So maybe tonight. Maybe. I mean, I, I wouldn't waste it. I'd, I'll wait till SummerSlam if they're going to have an actual no shit event. Yeah. But um, four minutes and 35 seconds, it is, you know, that's short, but it's only the third shortest match out of both nights. Only to be um, beaten out. Number one shortest match is Braun Strowman versus Goldberg at two minutes and 10 seconds. And the next shortest one above that is Cesaro versus Gulak at four minutes and 25 seconds. Yeah. All all you can really say about this in the match in the end, happy Drew got the title and got his moment. That's all there really is to say. Exactly. I mean, shit is almost like um, a promotion for us. I mean, you know you got it. You you know, you get your number or you get your date for when you're going to get promoted. I mean, you know, it's going to happen, but you still feel, you know, that emotion, that swell of pride whenever it actually happens. Yep. Remember, you were at my sergeant promotion. You retired the next day and then I got promoted and you were like, all right, bye, everyone. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, fuck your couch. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. Fireball. (laughs) Yep. So now the true main event, the Firefly Fun House. (laughs) I was so scared when Cena came out to a regular entrance at first, but yeah, I knew something was going on because he stood there too long. Yeah, and it was just like it was lingering. I was like, "What's about to happen? Is Fiend gonna jump him or some shit, or what's what's gonna happen?" 
So I just loved, he's in the fun house, he went in. I love the transition of all his characters. I love how they showed his terrible moments. Mm-hmm. You know, with Punk, who else did they show? I think Brock beating him. I think uh, Undertaker beating him. I think The Rock beating him. I thought all that was good. They showed like, all the yeah. They showed all the speculation and hype what fans wanted, like him joining the NWO and yeah. So when was that? Well, I maybe it was early, early on. But when the hell did they want Cena to join the NWO? That was I I'm not really sure, but I remember people talking about it years back. I can't even put a time stamp on when that shit even but occurred. I thought it was cool. I thought that I liked how they had Muscle Man Bray with Saturday night's main event. I liked all that. Like Cena, he did nothing but boost Bray. That was probably Cena. If you really even though it was a weird match, that was probably Cena's biggest loss. He got in a weird way humiliated. He didn't even get no offense, I don't think. No, he didn't touch him once. I think he no, I think he was touching him a little bit when he was NWO Cena, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then it, he went back to his normal self punching the pig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. But and then I did some research today. I don't know if you knew only Cena. Well, no, majority of the match was made by Wyatt and Bruce Pritchard, and Cena would throw his in ideas. But it was known that any idea Cena threw in or recommendations, it was proven it was for the better. It wasn't like, oh, this was stupid, Wyatt, come on. Because you know how Wyatt always has great ideas. So he didn't like bury any of the ideas. Apparently, anything Cena did, he made better. Yeah. So I thought them, um, Jeremy Borash had a little bit of something to do with this. Doesn't he work for WWE now? Because Jeremy. He might have. It's just what I read today. The article I read on Wrestling Inc. said it was Cena. Pritchard and Wyatt. Maybe he directed it and everything, but maybe yeah. maybe I'm talking about the creative aspect. Yeah, Jerry Jeremy Borash is um the one that worked with Matt Hardy and TNA when they were yep. and the then, Broken then Universe he, and all that shit. And then he did Wyatt in the things match as well. Wyatt and Hardy's. He did mm-hmm. the Boneyard. But um it was great. I thought this was great. And I, I thought like Boneyard was- better. No, you don't. No, but you don't. I love the I Ooh. love the both. Boo! Boo! <laughs> I love both. I did love both. You can't hate on that. I love no. both. I just think WWE, everyone keeps talking. They need to do more of this. Now, let me ask you this, Rob. Yes, sir. How would you feel about a Boneyard style match with Sting and Taker? Just be honest. Because mo- And no. Well, now it's going to happen because you you don't want it to. Have you noticed anything? Well, actually, I saw your tweet, but I was in bed. So real quick, before we talk about the whole recap of Mania, did you watch the Undertaker special after? Yeah, the um, preview that they had. Yeah. That was good. That's yeah. going to be a good And preview. he said every goddamn thing that I've been saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he knows. I like how he says it, though, but the end is there. He's on his uh, Instagram post say. This might be it. I know we've said this a million times, but maybe this is how, like, you got to think a dude like Taker, this, at this point in his career, this is the highest he could go out. Mm-hmm. Unless he does another style match like this, anything he does in the ring, unless it's a straight squash on, he squashes someone, or they squash him, like if the Fiend squashed him, mm-hmm. this is the highest way he'll go out. And Taker got a lot of pride. That's very obvious. And then, you know, now that you say that, I I do see, I kind of, 
I, I kind of hope for that. And do you do you think like, all right, now we've done this cinematic thing with Bray Wyatt and his Firefly Funhouse, and now we did this cinematic thing with the Undertaker in the Boneyard and all this other bullshit. Maybe we can side A and side a little bit of column A, column B, and for later on down the road when these two do meet and do something like this. Yeah, so if Taker's going to retire to The Fiend. I'm down with that. The only thing I see with that, though, is honestly, I would like to see it a style match. It's 8 o'clock. I have USA on, by the way. If anything cool pops up, I'll just throw it into the podcast. But um, if Taker and Fiend were to fight each other, and Taker's actually going to retire to The Fiend, I do think, as great as they would probably be produced, because Taker's very creative, obviously. That's very obvious. Mm-hmm. I think this has to be a match match. Between the entrances, and there's no official way to cement The Undertaker's legacy of like Wyatt beating him. Picture Wyatt, the fiend, doing the mandible claw on The Undertaker, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's how Taker walks out. I, I thought back in 2017 when Taker lost to Roman... As great as Roman is and all that other shit, and he's the future, Undertaker can't retire because of his character solely to a dude like Roman. Yeah. And that's- he has to retire to either someone old mm-hmm. or he has to retire to uh, like a fiend. Yeah. See, and that's what I was going to bring up when you finished. Um, I can only see him going out on two people currently, and that's Ray Wyatt. And Alistair Black. That's my my personal opinion. Not because of internet speculation or anything. Me looking up and down the roster, there's nobody other than those two that I could see, you know, putting out the Undertaker. Yeah. They're starting off at WrestleMania highlights, but figure that. But uh, so let me ask you, Rob. Overall, I'll say mine gets quick. I thought Mania was great. Yeah. Both thought- the circumstances they were in. Yeah. They spread the matches out. You know, Edge and Orin a little too long, but whatever, that's going to happen. No, nothing's, but I thought for what the predicament is, they did good. Mm -hmm. They left everyone happy both nights. Mm -hmm. Especially if you really think about it, night two, there was no other way to leave the fans happy with all the big matches they had. Like, if they didn't mean to vent this, I bet you the fans would have been happy with Wyatt finishing off Mania. Possibly. And I think night one, especially with the Boneyard match, that's definitely the best way to go out instead of Strowman. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't want to end. But at the same time, I would say you don't want to end the show with a quick match like that. But Drew and uh, Brock with nothing but four minutes and 35 seconds to only beat out um, Braun and Goldberg by 10 seconds. (laughs) So now let me ask you, too. The original show... I think night two was what, maybe a half hour longer in the end? I believe, because I'm looking at the times for night two, and this even counting the pre show six minutes, 25 seconds, 20 minutes, 30 seconds, seven minutes, 20 seconds, eight minutes, 15 seconds, 36 minutes, 35 seconds, six minutes, 20 seconds, 19 minutes, 20 seconds, 13 minutes, and four minutes and 35 seconds. Then you look at night one. Starting off with the pre-show, you got four minutes, 25, 15 minutes, uh, nine minutes, eight minutes and 30, 9, 20, 18, 30, 17, 20, two minutes and 19 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, 
Just and then we, initial, you, initial reaction, I go night one over night two. Yeah, I, I think because it zipped through a little, a lot quicker and everything. But uh, night two was more of pomp and circumstance. It was just storylines, the bigger storylines, um, bigger highlight packages and everything, more talking and shenanigans with Gronkowski yeah. and all them other motherfuckers. So you just got to think too. Not on on the first one I met George will definitely agree with what I'm saying. I'm into the flippy stuff. I'm into the crazy matches. Night one, you had a ladder match, the boneyard match, the no, end up being no DQ match with Seth and KO. Like mm-hmm. it had a lot more oh shit moments, I guess you would say. Yeah. You know, so I go night one over night two, but overall, if you combine it into one night, we'll just say like just one WrestleMania because it is. I, there's been worse WrestleManias in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you got one that stick out particularly in your mind. Let me think. Give me like ten seconds. Um, nine, eight, seven. Oscar starting off raw, which uh, is random. But um, I'd say maybe just off the mm-hmm. bat, I could be wrong. People don't judge. Rest maybe WrestleMania nineteen. Mm-hmm. Just because Brock and Angle was great. But Triple H beat Booker T. Booker T was so hot, he should have won. Mm-hmm. Undertaker's match was against, like, A-Train in the Big Show. Oh, yeah, yeah. that um, was more with uh, Nathan Jones. Yeah, the, the Shawn Michaels-Jericho match was great from that pay-per-view. But overall, I'd say, and I could be wrong. I might have to rewatch 19 before I make a valid statement on it. But maybe See, I told you. Um, yeah. They just announced on Raw that they're going to have a tag team championship uh, rematch. Austin Theory and Angel Garza against the Street Profits. Yeah, so hmm, I wonder what's going to happen here. Who do you see? Do you see them two might get the match? Maybe. Maybe. Shenanigans may be in Really Mania surprised two. Asuka's starting off the Raw after Mania. Yeah, for those of you listening, we are um, opening the um, first bit of Raw and um, Oscar is in the ring waiting for an appointment, which is Liv Morgan. So we have um, a winner and a loser from last night. That'd be sick to see Liv go over. I don't know. Because I mean, we failed to realize this too. Oscar isn't new. Oscar is almost 40 years old. <laughs> yeah. She's been wrestling in Japan a whole for a hell of a long time and every and all over the world, but she's just getting the WWE. So you now know. let me ask you this. Guy, this comes from me, a huge Liv Morgan fan, as we know. Mm-hmm. Does Liv deserve a win over Asuka? Nah. She, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think, and it's kind of funny because they're best friends, as we know from George. Like they they're really good friends. I could see Liv. Or even our girl Lacey being the female Money in the Bank winner. True, because I mean that's the next pay per view, correct? Yep, May tenth. So well, we should probably do a show for that, just because it's Money in the Bank. It's kind of a bigger one. Oh yeah, I love Money in the Bank. But you got to think. Just think. I guess we'll talk about that really quick, if you don't mind. Besides mm-hmm. Liv and Lacey, who could you see winning the female Money in the Bank match? And there's others. There's definitely others. So I'm not saying it's. Well, I mean, we got uh, yeah, we got Bianca Belair as a contender now. Yeah, I, I'd be pleased with that. And then, depending on how this goes with uh, Sasha and Bailey, Sasha can even be a contender. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, I guess my three. I I guess if there's any of them four, I'd be happy actually. Now mm-hmm. I really think about it, any of the four. But yeah. um, and then, and then what about the men's? 
you got to put a wild card in there for the women as well, so you can get any one of the three from the riot squad. No, you know who my wild card would randomly be? Like Kyrie Zane. And then I'm, I'm a dumbass too. I just said or any I'm three sure. of the from the riot squad, and you said Liv Morgan, which was one of the riot squad. Yeah. What about men's? Um, shit. Xavier, I would have said Xavier Woods if he wasn't injured, just because he don't do shit. He don't do shit. I mean, he be getting uh, the some of the tag matches and everything. He's been a contributing member to some of their tag team reigns, but he don't do shit. You know. Yeah, it's more E and Kofi. I could see. Why am I thinking like? Nah, I'm just seeing Alistair Black. I could see him in the match, but not winning it. Maybe an Andrade mm-hmm. if he's back, not injured. Um. There was someone on the well, maybe a, maybe like a Sammy. Nah, I, I don't think they'd ever put the title. I on think we Sammy. should uh, keep Austin Theory in the conversation if he's staying on Raw. I mean, he yeah, yeah, Austin Theory. Um, who else is there? Could you throw like a KO up there? It just depends because I mean, you gotta you think. think I'll be honest. Um, when Braun Strowman won, I didn't think he'd win it. Yeah. Do you think it's over with Seth Rollins right now? I mean, what's next um, for KO? I only see it continuing if they're maybe both in the Money in the Bank match, but I think the individual it should be. I don't know if it is, but this few been going on for a hot minute. But um, I'd like to see it over. Now let's talk about some things. We have a new Universal Champion in Braun Strowman. Yep. And um, give me your top three opponents for him in his first three title defenses. Roman. Okay, we we know. I think that's. A, I think that'll be the last one. I think that'll be the one to dethrone Strowman. Is Roman? You don't think they go right away with Roman? Ah, no, I don't think so. Not yet. He's either gonna because once again, I know everyone probably keeps thinking you're only saying SummerSlam because you're going, but it's a, they treat damn near SummerSlam almost like a WrestleMania. They want big matches there. Mm-hmm. So maybe I see at SummerSlam either Roman or the Fiend. Um, but besides them two, maybe Daniel Bryan. Maybe. You know, but if they're trying to keep the heel face persona, I don't know. SmackDown's not that stacked like it is, but it's not at the same time. Cesaro? Yeah, unless they do a superstar shakeup. They haven't really said if they're gonna. Usually they announce it, but they haven't. Yeah, usually when when does that? It's usually, usually next week. So they have the Raw and SmackDown after Mania, then it's the following week. Hmm. And yeah, I haven't even seen any news or speculation about that shit either. Yeah, so I don't know, but definitely Fiend and Roman. Okay. So Fiend, Roman, and who's your third? I'm a go. I'm trying to think of the roster really quick. So my head. I, I see, because I, I don't disagree with those two, but I would for my third, I would put in Cesaro. Cesaro, I'm going to go DB. DB. DBZ for Sheezy. DB for Sheezy. But so, okay, so you don't think Roman right away. Do you think they give Strowman a long ass reign to Mania? So Roman gets his shine at Mania? Or do you think they take it off earlier? Mm, I don't think Strowman going to have a long reign. Do you see him holding on? When do you see him dropping it? M- maybe SummerSlam. Because you'll be there. Because <laughs> what? They, I mean, they, but what's next? So they got money in the bank. Money in the bank. Um. Then last year, 
they did like that stomping ground and they do extreme. So it's stomping ground was June and July was extreme rules. Yeah. So, I mean, they still got two to three pay-per-views before SummerSlam. Yeah. Oh yeah. It goes to SummerSlam, not till August. So I don't know. Maybe they'll take it off Strowman before then. Maybe they'll do Fiend and Roman at SummerSlam. Yeah. Cause I mean, I think Roman said he wanted to face the Fiend, didn't he? Yeah, oh yeah, he's been open about that. Word. Now, who do you think drew his three? I don't know. Let's see. Tonight will be more of a tell and tale and whatnot. We know AJ Styles is out of the picture. Or was he even on Raw? He on SmackDown, ain't he? No, AJ's on Raw. Yeah, so AJ Styles is on the picture for right now. Yeah. I I can't even really remember anybody that Drew got in a, a, a tuss with. You know, then uh, maybe maybe Seth. All right, that could be a thing, because I mean, he is a a newly crowned face, and uh, Seth Rollins has a a discipleship or whatever if that's a word. <laughs> you yeah, know, and you got shenanigans. I don't see KO turning right away. And then I mean, we always talk about this face heel dynamic or whatever. It could just be some good ass matches. Oh, coming. yeah. What about Lashley? True, indeed. Yeah, that'll be. Yes, I've, I've noticed now more WWE. They they try to still keep the heel face, but sometimes they'll do a face first face match. Yeah, Lashley might be a good first opponent to have just to you know knock him down real quick, establish his uh, reign and shit. Because Lashley's a credible opponent. Yeah, and then they were not too long ago all together in a group beating up people together, right? <laughs> Yeah, him, Corbin. Oh, Corbin? Could you see Corbin? I could see Corbin facing actually Strowman. I thought Corbin was on SmackDown. Or are they all on Raw? Yeah. The line Corbin, blurred. No, I'm me. talking about Strowman. Strowman's on SmackDown. Oh, so Strowman, yeah. Strowman, Corbin. Yeah, because didn't. No, Elias just won. What about Elias? Is he going to just play music? I, think he, <laughs> I don't see Elias getting that thing for a while. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised Elias is not a Intercontinental Champion by now. He could. Not. Uh, Zane's got it. I can see Zane and him having kind of a good feud with the whole music and trash talk. I can see it now that I think about it more. I don't know. I think Elias. What if Jinder returns tonight? Ooh. I'm pretty sure he's cleared. Yeah, Jinder going to come back and he's going to jump McIntyre and they're going to have a feud. <laughs> Everyone would shit on it, but I think I, I'd support I would it. like it because, I mean, you know their history and how good of a friends they are, especially being displayed in that documentary. And I think both of them, even though Jinder, you know, he kind of cooled down after losing the title. He did win the U.S. title at the Mania you were at, but lost that very quickly. But I think they both have that I'm hungry, I want to be successful mentality. Yeah. So I think I think they'd put on a really good match. No, okay, maybe not really good, but I think they'd put on a good match. Yeah, and it should be Jinder without the fucking Singh brothers. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't think they're going to come back with them. I think he'll come. I think he'll come back just ten. Word. So shit. Did we give a top three for um, Drew McIntyre opponents? No. Um. I'm gonna go Seth. Um. AJ. AJ Dead. Huh? <laughs> AJ Dead. He can't wrestle. Oh, well, I'm still putting him there. He's going to reincarnate or some shit. Reincarnate. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then Orton. Okay, um, I would like I would like to see Lashley. Okay. Oh shit! I mean, we done talked it up. I'd like to see gender. And uh, for a third, 
I have no clue. You know, anybody in the chat, y'all want to help us out? Who who would y'all like to see that on the freak? Sure. I would say Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre, and Braun Strowman face. And um, Liv Morgan is uh, beating Oscar ass right now. She just gave her a stomp in the corner. Yeah, good. She need to keep it up. Now, who do you coming out of Mania? What maybe new feuds do you see? Or because I'm here's the thing. I don't think they're gonna do a super. Yeah, Bobby Lashley. Yeah, Bobby Lashley in the chat. I don't see them doing a superstar shakeup, and here's why. Fox just, Fox <laughs> just started their deal. Uh-huh. So they probably have that roster. They maybe they changed the superstar shakeup to like maybe October. It's kind of like a draft again. And they did just do the draft six. So I don't see there being a superstar shakeup. I think yeah. we would have known. Yeah, it might be an actual year to year now. So do you see them doing any moves with NXT or anything? We'll I don't know. It just depends because, like, you can kind of see all the ones that run their course. So, all right, Swifty, we ain't going to have no Jack Swagger. He in a whole nother company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I, you know what I randomly want? You know what I randomly want to happen? What's up? I'm a big Drake Maverick fan. Oh, you want to see him? You want to see him razzmatazz somebody? No. It's crazy, but I'd like to see him because they're friends. I'd like to see him manage Strowman. If Strowman oh, yeah. becomes a heel, Drake can talk. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see that. So or, he, him, or him and EC3, but I think they damn near gave up already on EC3. He's like with um, Paul Heyman Light. <laughs> Kinda. I don't know. I don't a, know. Did you hear why they don't do anything with EC3? Did you hear about that with Ambrose when he went on Jericho's podcast like a year ago? No, no. He pretty much, I guess, I think EC3 did something wrong in his live event match or his match on Raw with Ambrose. And ever since then, it was kind of like, fuck him. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Um, Dean was saying, it, I mean, it wasn't EC3's fault. It was just the fact that he, Dean Ambrose was, um, he, everybody loved him. And I think it was at, around the time that he was getting ready to leave the company and everybody knew it. And they put EC3 in there to go over on him. And people didn't like that. So by proxy, they rejected EC3 because of that. It's crazy, man. So sometimes, you know what I've been doing lately? Listening to different wrestling podcasts from like pay-per-view results and stuff like that about like trying to think like what they said then. And like, so I listened to one from the NXT takeover in New Orleans, actually. Remember they had that sick ladder match for the North American title and EC3 was in it. And uh, they were saying that like, Oh, you know, EC3, he's big, he's popular on NXT, but he's definitely a Vince McMahon guy. He's going to be bigger on the main Mm -hmm. roster. Yeah, and a lot of us, <laughs> boy, were they wrong? <laughs> yeah, a lot of us said that we he didn't even need to go to NXT. He should have just went straight to the main roster at the time. I mean, there were no lateral movements. It was a call up. They said that he he should have just went straight on to. Yeah, you know, like oh, now they're showing Becky and Shayna, so this might be good. Yes, Liv uh, Morgan got choked the fuck out. Sorry, yeah. sorry for oh, your loss. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, this pissed me off, man. I, I guess Becky shouldn't have won. Now, Who the hell is going to beat her at this point? I don't know. I mean, it, it, people were mad because Becky won. But obviously, I mean, 
this might continue. I, you were talking about things that um storylines continuing and starting anew. I think this one is going to continue on. Um, do I think there'll be some Ronda shenanigans? Maybe, maybe not. But uh, I don't know. It's just at this point, all three of three of the four horsewomen have a title right now. So they got Becky, you got yeah, Charlotte, Charlotte, and uh, Bailey. Yeah, Sa- Sasha still in the shadow as they um made evident on the. Um, the broadcast you seen them pictures and shit that i posted and all the ones everybody was circulating around like yeah the light was on bailey and sasha was literally in the shadow of bailey yeah so. now let me ask you you think becky because i'm watching this and becky could be a great actress and i'm not taking anything away she's definitely she, good. She was an actress she was a stunt person as well yeah so she's good do you think because I, I'm trying to kind of wear this without coming off like a douche because I'm definitely not trying to be. Yes, you are a douche. So Becky beat Ronda Rousey. I'm doing mm-hmm. air quotes, right? She yes. beat Shayna Baszler, two legitimate badasses. Mm-hmm. Now, I ain't saying Becky can't handle her own elsewhere. She might be able to. I ain't going to ever doubt any of these WWE superstars because at the end of the day, they're all badasses. Mm-hmm. But do you think she kind of let it go to her head like, like actually in real life? Well, unless nah. she's always playing role, she seems like she's just very cocky. I've heard some stuff that she's kind of like a bitch backstage. Yeah, um, it's it's. I think it's all a facade because when you hear her talk, like when the Edge and Christian podcast was still a thing, she was on there and she was in character the whole fucking time. Was she the man then? Yeah, she was. She was the man then. She was like in the man character. She was still telling her story. Is have you ever heard MJF do an interview? Yeah, it was like that. MJF is always in character and everything. He's still giving you little tidbits of his, you know, his backstory and all that stuff. But at the same time, he's still being MJF, and that's how I hear Becky Lynch every time I've heard her on interviews. Ever since she has been dubbed the man, you know what I wanted to ask you. You like read my mind speaking of MJF. So we always talk about WWE superstars. Going AEW. Mm-hmm. Like Brody Lee, Matt Hardy, the revival are probably gonna go there. Maybe. Who do you see? Obviously, they have probably three year deals. So depending when they signed, we'll say 2018. So no one can really go there until next year, depending when they signed. Because they, you know, so but who do you see in AEW going to WWE when their time's up? Like, do you ever see Jericho in a WWE ring again? Or do you think he'll just go into the Hall of Fame? I don't know. It just depends on what Jericho is going to do. If Jericho decides he's going to hang it up, like be done done for real, I believe he'll do that in a WWE ring. Or if if he does happen to retire, you know, just say he have his last in-ring performance at AEW, I still think that WWE will put him in the Hall of Fame. Oh, they can't. They cannot. It, unless he, unless they don't post shit differently, Jericho makes it seem like he's got no bad blood with WWE. And, and he shouldn't. He shouldn't. You know what I mean? I think Vince, you know, um, was pretty much like, hey. Oh, they're going to play know? the Boneyard match again tonight. You sorry sons of bitches. <laughs> I knew they were going to. I knew they were going to. That was very obvious. But, um... I think what it was, I heard Jericho 
Jericho has made it verbally known. He told Vince, hey, I'm going to do this. I Because at this point, I don't think it's money for Jericho. Yeah. I just, real I, just think, I just think Jericho wanted to come to WWE and do his Judas-like character. I don't think he wanted to come back as break the walls down and you made the list. I don't think he wanted to do that. I mean, he still does that. <laughs> it's just different. Yeah, I think he wanted to be what he is in AEW and WWE. And I think Vince probably was like, no, like you're Chris Jericho, man. You're you're that guy, you know? I mean, but it's all speculation. Because yeah, I mean, Jericho opened the door for people like Dean Ambrose and all these other guys that came over to AEW. Because, I mean, since he's a veteran, since because he has so much clout and notoriety and all that stuff, he took it upon himself to do the shit with New Japan. And he went to Vince and said, hey, man, I respect. I'm going to do the shit if you like it or not. And he has the clout to do so. And I wish other people would stop sucking the dick of WWE, even though uh, historically on this show, we've talked majority of WWE because that's you know the marquee brand. It's the Walmart, goddammit. But yeah. I wish more people would know their worth and know that it's good for the whole of wrestling if they go do shit like Chris Jericho did. He went to New Japan, did some shit out there in New Japan, which was great for New Japan and wrestling fans as a whole because we got to see shit we never got to see before as far as matchups. Yeah, and you know what it is too? Because Jericho, I know he's made this known. He made it known. He told Vince about his first Omega match. Mm -hmm. And after that match, he came back to WWE because there was January 4th, I think of 2018, he fought Omega. Three weeks later, he did Raw 25. Yeah, and he was in his uh, uh, his uh, freaking Alpha t-shirt that he had. Yeah, in and, and in the 24, I don't know if you ever saw it, they did on that episode. They have Jericho walking out. He was a big part of the 24. And they had him, a guy came up to him and said, hey, man, great match with Kenny or great match with Omega. And WWE easily could have cut that out. You know what I mean? And he did the Saudi match with them. Yeah. And right after Mania. You know what I mean? So I think Jericho's been very honest with Vince with everything. So I see, I could see him going back. But you know who I see? I could see MJF go to WWE. Yeah, he, he seems like the type. But I mean, I could see Hangman Page. Yeah, he seems like the type. But I, at the same time, I don't think, uh, I think a WWE MJF would be, that's a lot of letters, <laughs> would be watered <laughs> down as fuck. It wouldn't have the sting that it does in AEW. Like but that's something he's right. got to know. No offense to him. You got to know that going to WWE. Mm-hmm. But do you see Ambrose ever coming back? Or Moxley, as we should say? I don't know. I would never say never. Yeah, I'd never I say mean, never. You know? I mean, his wife is in that company. And he got his little cameo on the backstage show. You seen that? Yeah. yeah. I, the only thing I was pissed is that it's crazy to think about two things, I guess. I'm really mad the Young Bucks never came. Because I heard the Young Bucks and Kenny and Cody, they were very, very close to coming. Yeah. Because I heard there. I don't know if you heard. I heard this pretty much. I think they were open about it. I know at least the Young Bucks. I don't know if it was like Cody and the whole elite. But long story short, I heard Hangman was going to go to NXT and be the man in Mm -hmm. NXT, which is fair. I I think that would be better for him. The Bucks, I think we're going to go right to the roster. And they were going to let them bring bring the elite to the network. And I think they had a thing pretty much in their contract. Like after six or eight months, 
if they pretty much didn't like what they want, they could leave. Because yeah. I heard, I heard all the elite people to I include Cody. That. I heard they were doing all their negotiations through Triple H, not Vince. Yeah. I think it was pretty much Triple H talking to Vince like, "Hey, I don't know if you like these guys or not, but this is what we need. Like, this is who, this is the guys to get." Mm-hmm. Kenny obviously would have went right to the main roster, you know. And I think if they would have went, they would have came around a little after Mania last year. They all would have been in Mania. But I so, think the really the only match we really got robbed of was probably Kenny and Seth. That'd probably be great. Mm-hmm. And the Bucks in the New Day. Mm-hmm. Well, shit, I was thinking um the Bucks versus the Usos. Yeah, and because they kind of both have that super kick mentality. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, then, and you know. Hangman Page versus who would be great? Tommaso Ciampa, maybe. Yeah, Gargano. Mm-hmm. Finn. Mm-hmm. Ooh, um, yeah. I could see. Could you let me ask you? Because what's Omega's role in AEW? Isn't he like a corporate role too, though? Yeah, um, I think it's the Bucks, Kenny, and Cody. They all holding up um, some kind of executive. So do you, could you, I know you say never say never, but with their billets, could you see the four of them ever leaving them? Or are they kind of like, yo, like this is it. See, that, that was the thing. Cause like, I believe they would have went to WWE, but this whole AEW thing fell in their lap after, um, freaking the first, uh, what was all that? Out. All in, all, all in, all in, all in, all out was last year. Yeah. And I, I, you know, think about it this way. If you can be the man in charge and get that man in charge money, why would you go work for somebody else? Yeah, no, that's true. So, I, mean, I think I think outside looking in, mm-hmm. there's more blood, not bad, but by hatred from WWE to AEW than vice versa. Mm-hmm. And why do you, you feel know? that? Because little things. So if you, you watch the Edge documentary, you know me, I'm big in the wrestling Inc. They showed Edge's article from then, and it was just a solo shot of Edge. Mm-hmm. Wrestling Inc. posted saying that article, for some reason, they, they didn't say why, but when they posted that article, it was actually a YouTube clip. You know, like when you go on a page, it shows the YouTube, like, whatever video. Yeah. It was of Edge and Cody. So WWE saw the post, posted that in WWE 24, but changed it from a thing with him and Cody to just a solo shot of Edge. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got the Street Profits getting their rematch with, uh, well, should I say Angel Garza and Austin Theory getting their rematch against the Street Profits. Uh, and no Bianca Belair in tow, but Selena Vega is there in uh, wrestling. In ring gear. So it's going to be, uh, you call this now, six man. Mm-hmm. I Easy believe day, that. six man. So maybe this is Bianca's move. You got to think if she's playing on Raw, that's the move. And it makes sense. She wasn't even in one of those qualifying matches for the six women being in the ladder match. Uh, you talk about you talked about lateral moves earlier. Um, who could come over from NXT? I think it might be the Dreams time after you finish with um, Cole and all them. If he doesn't get the title, yeah, I'd like to see him on SmackDown. But yeah, shit, or it could be a bait and switch. It, they put the strap on Dream and then Undisputed Era come up. <laughs> Uh, I mean, over. I'm sorry, over. <laughs> I don't know if Vince and Sean will let Undisputed Era go. I, I don't think. I, so. I. That's their baby. 
They're they're big on the undisputed era. We'll Shawn see. Michaels. Every time I feel him, I feel he's wearing like the undisputed era hat or some shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I don't know. They might not do moves. They might just keep it how it is for a little bit. But it's yeah. I I'm just as we're talking about more and more. Bianca's on Raw now, and mm-hmm. if she unless she doesn't come out here for some reason, and Selena's just in gear <laughs> for for random reasons. Mm-hmm. Just the fact now I think about it that she was not in any of the qualifying matches. This. To be in a ladder match of all matches, to be the number one contender, yeah, she's def. I think she might be the next one for Becky. Maybe. Well, no, it's pretty obvious. I think they're going with Shayna again. Yeah, Shayna just cut a. Um, they just showed a post match uh, promo for from Shayna Baszler, and she said she's gonna fuck Becky up. <laughs> so so let me ask you: Would you rather see Shayna win? And her first food would be a Shayna Bianca thing, nah. or Bianca be the one. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. That's that's a, a slippery slope. I mean, you. I go for Bianca me- being the yeah, one. Yeah, you have you have familiarity with um Bianca and Baszler, but at the same time, we've seen that shit already. I'd be down to see Bianca get it off of her. I think Bianca's a credible opponent to beat her. What? Not right now. No, uh, but they'll give her a little time, maybe by. <laughs> It's SummerSlam. SummerSlam? SummerSlam. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> Bianca's only done one thing on, I guess, the quote-unquote main roster viewing. The Rumble, she kicked ass. Yeah, she. I think she, her and uh, Shayna tied for most eliminations. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So she's already got credibility coming up to Raw. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why they had her do it. Maybe for credibility, you yeah. got to think. Cause think about it, NXT is fairly new on TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet you a lot of people want to know who Bianca is. Yeah, she needs more time. Cause I, I've, it's just to me. I mean, I would if I had the power, I would put it on all day. <laughs> you know, yeah. I put it on all day. But um, <laughs> all right, Fresh Prince. <laughs> yeah, but uh, she needs some more time. I yeah, hate that. to agree with Sam Roberts, but yeah, she needs more time. <laughs> I think it's funny how Mark Henry found her. What about, I didn't know until watching the Edge thing that Edge is the reason pretty much Dash Wilder's in WWE. Yeah. And that's another reason why I think like maybe they'll stick around longer because Edge is back and that's their home. I I said this to myself yesterday. I was thinking it. I know they teased for a while. Remember the revival and RKO? Mm-hmm. I'd like to see Edge have a little trio when he's a heel, especially with the revival. And then they fight um freaking Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, his yeah. former trio. <laughs> yeah, imagine. No, but I didn't know that. But what about in the documentary how they let Edge pretty much say, like, yeah, I got offered another, pretty much another offer from another company in the business. I didn't think that was actually true, AEW getting the offers. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, you're a company. Yeah, and, I, Edge, yeah, and, Ed, and Edge probably has a good relationship. But what if it had been New Japan? Huh? <laughs> what if it was New Japan? <laughs> Ring of Honor. Oh, Ring of Honor. That would be some bullshit. Or Impact. But oh, yeah, hey, we sleeping on Impact, dog, but Impact got some got some bread. Oh, they do. Tessa Blanchard. I can see her coming back to WWE. I don't know. I'd like to see it. Not in the role she's in now, being the world champion. 
Not that I have a problem. I ain't sexist. Nothing like that. Yeah, she she she, she got China esque features. Yeah, but yeah. Um, fuck. Where was I going out with this? No, that'd be cool with Edge, but just you know, Edge was very open. He's like, yo, he sat down with Vince. I knew Edge is definitely a WWE loyal guy. I couldn't see him yeah, going yeah. to another company like that. I think even WWE would be like, damn, that's fucked. <laughs> I mean, at the same time, he's a, a businessman as well. He's he been acting and um, getting managed and doing all this stuff independently for nine years now. I mean, what the hell is Christian going in the Hall of Fame, damn it? I'm saying it. Yes. What the fuck? When is it? <laughs> Hopefully next year. You would have thought, you would have thought it would have been a Tampa. Huh? You would have thought it would have been this year in Tampa because he from, well, he's not from down there, but he lives there. Yeah, but. You know, so I wonder what they're gonna do with the Hall of Fame. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't talk about that shit. Not a bit at no, all. No, well, the only thing I caught about it was when Michael Cole introduced JBL. He's pretty much I don't know the verbiage, but you know how we say, "Oh, your stats aren't select." Oh yeah, yeah he's so like a. He in, pretty much said you're a Hall of Fame select. I think they still have. Yeah. A, I think they still have a plan. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I think with this year's class. This is a class worthy. They need to have a Hall of Fame. JBL, a lot of people shit on them, but still, Babel is. NWO, Batista. Mm -hmm. You can't just put them in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) You know what I mean? Hey, you're in. And this, you know, the circumstances are shitty, but for the Hall of Fame is not so bad because, I mean, you can do with or without a crowd something like that. I could see that. I think they should do the Hall of Fame. When they get it back, maybe just like a Saturday night or Sunday night special from Full Sail. You know what? I mean, given the climate of how it happened last year, Bret Hart getting tackled or whatever, they they probably don't need a crowd at the Hall of Fame no more. (laughs) Yeah, but I think even if they did something small like Full Sail, Mm -hmm. or maybe instead of a takeover, where they maybe have an arena booked for a takeover through the Hall of Fame the night before, I don't know, you know. But you got to think next year in Hollywood. You think I think next year might actually be the Rock's year. Yeah. Or Taker. I, w- I wish if I one wish of them are going into the Hall, of, if one of them go into the Hall of Fame, I see it more definitely being the Rock. But yeah. if the Rock goes into the Hall of Fame, I'm going to do whatever I can to buy a ticket. Because think about it. Right now, who's not in the Hall of Fame? Who would you really want to pay to see get inducted? I wouldn't. Because I don't care about the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I'd love live, to see it live, I don't care. Um, I'd like to see The Rock. Yeah. That, that'd be but cool. I guess where I was going out with Christian, Edge made a comeback. Daniel Bryan, you think Christian might? Because Christian, I think, had to retire due to too many concussions, right? Yeah. I think so, he, I think he had more back problems than anything, too. But do you think we potentially? I know, never say never, but just do you think we see a Christian comeback? Nah. <laughs> I think we're going to see a Paige one randomly. Oh, yes. I don't think Paige is too young. I don't think she gave up. Unless she gave up, I don't think she did. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's a definite for her because, I mean, ever since DB came back, she's been adamant about, oh, yeah. And then I think she's had um, one or two surgeries since then. To get everything in line and fixed up and whatnot. Did she have what he had or what Edge had? I know she had one of them. 
I think she had with Edge had because I remember on the podcast Edge was talking about he was talking to her. They got like a a broken neck club and whatnot. It was him, Tomasa, Stone Cold, <laughs> and a uh, Page. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm surprised Bianca hasn't come out yet. She'll come out when the shenanigans go because I mean you know usually these WrestleMania rematches is a repeat of the night before they just do the same shit they just had the same opening sequence the headlock takedown shoulder block shoulder block leapfrog leapfrog. Hey, let me ask you this: When they show the camera, do you know why the faces are always on the left and the heels are on the right when you look at the hard cam? I don't know tradition. I I figured this out on wrestling it on the podcast. Matt Morgan said it. See how you're seeing Montez? You mm-hmm. want to see him because you want to see him reach for the tag, the emotions, because he's the face. Mm-hmm. You don't, Austin Theory's not over there reaching like, ah, come on, come on, you know? I never very, thought about it till then, and it's true. Well, I, very well. Thank you, Matt Morgan. <laughs> yeah. You got you to gotta try to get him on one of yours. <laughs> Maybe. One day. Or I don't Glenn know. Rubenstein. Yeah, he just told me not to retweet his tweet the other day. No way. No, nah, that was about the um the 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 gift card giveaway thing. He said specifically in the tweet not to retweet it, and I did it anyway, just blind retweeting like I do. <laughs> Look, <laughs> yeah, you like and, you like and retweet everything. Yes, because I'm supportive. God damn it! <laughs> you are. Ain't I? I'll be like, hi, Rob, and you'll like it and retweet it. <laughs> yeah, because I want everybody to be a part of the conversation. Speaking of being a part of the conversation, you can be a part of the conversation by joining us whenever we do these live things and whatnot. Or you can follow on Twitter at Wrestling B Trash or Instagram at Wrestling Is Trash or on Facebook to search for Wrestling Is Trash. You know, if you don't get no feedback or common conversation on any of those places, you can follow me personally at 3R Show on Twitter, at the 3R Show on Instagram. And other places, just type in 3R Show or the Random Rounds with Rob. And you can find Mr. Anacelli on Twitter at Nick Anacelli. That's A-N-N-I-C-E-L-L-I. It took me a long time to try to spell that. And I think I might have spelled it wrong. Did I get it right? Nope, you did it right. Yeah, I did it right. So you can find him on Twitter at Nick Anacelli, all one word. And on Instagram at Nick Anacelli, all one word. Don't put one word on there as in there is just like his name first last name <laughs> shenanigans shenanigans so man uh we're gonna wind this thing down so we can look at selena vega work that uh, outfit but is there any parting words you'd like to give the audience uh thank you everyone who's been listening i don't really know how the recaps i know the, the, the live chat's been kind of popping the past couple of days so uh there goes Bianca Belair by the way yeah. The exact yeah. same spot. They held Montez up. She super kicked him. Then Bianca came out. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, it's official. That's the call up. Mm-hmm. No, the lateral movement. The lateral move. But no, uh, keep it up. Any requests? We need to get Carl back on. Carl. And that's all I really got. Thanks for listening, everyone. All right. Thank you, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Yeah. Giggity.